Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Josh from the ATA Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're here for episode nine. Today's going to be really awesome. We're going to be welcoming a really good friend of ours named Jason Asbury. Dude's an amazing instrumentalist and songwriter. He's actually from the middle areas. Jason is a singer, lead guitarist, and songwriter for a band named Storm Ruler out of St. Louis. They're a black metal band, and they were signed to Napalm Records, which is awesome. Jason will be on to discuss Storm Ruler's recent album, Under the Burning Eclipse, and to promote their upcoming North American tour. Devastation on the Nation, which is really excited for them, and I'm sure everybody will be really excited for that too. Go out and see this band. And also, we're going to be featuring tracks from Storm Ruler today and from their album Under the Burning Eclipse to provide you an a la carte of the audible assault these heavy hitters bring on the regular. Also, we're going to break into discussions about personal musical inspirations, creative influences, Jason's other projects, and you know, the usual shenanigans you've come to, to love over the last couple weeks. So, without further ado, Here's Jason Asbury of Storm Ruler. got Jason on here, the ruler of the welcome, storms, welcome, welcome. and the ruler of our hearts, Mr. Jason Asbury. How are you, sir? Pleasure, man. How are you? Uh, we're doing great, and we're doing even better with you here. Uh, we appreciate you coming on the show today. We wanted to bring Jason on. Jason's in Storm Ruler, and they are fucking sweet. Yeah, dude. We were jamming <laughs> before uh, before the phone calls, and you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were getting a little jazzed up before we... A little I was, I'd already kind of worked on some of the clips that we're going to feature in the breaks and stuff and then i was playing for josh beforehand and he was just like freaking out yeah so good stuff i think i think what's like a lot of people write off things like death metal and black metal black metal to start just because the name itself you know not a lot of people are in metal i guess commercially you know in a wide sense globally there's certainly a niche there or whatever but then whenever you start getting to those specific subgenres, sometimes it just turns off people by name alone but Dude, what I, I incredible overlooked, I think, and it gets Absolutely. a very, very bad rap. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, a, a lot of it's to do with you know the killing kind of, of this person and the, so on, and the music itself is you know above and beyond most shit. <laughs> Absolutely, right. yeah. Well, if you give it enough time, you find that musically, there's a lot of different things going on there outside of like you know obviously a lot of the musicians are sick and you know technical wizards, right? The raw talent. It, it, it almost incorporates more than one genre or sound, metal too. And shit. Like, everybody's exposed to raw black metal or, like, they're introduced to mayhem or, right. like, Bathory, like, shitty Bathory first. Right. And then that's what they expect black metal is, but then they, they lack on, like, actually listening to bands like Emperor and fucking Wind Absolutely. Gear. Absolutely. Yeah, speaking of uh, mayhem, did you ever see that Lords of Chaos movie with the Colton? Oh, yeah. yeah, I saw it. Yeah, what did you think about that? Yeah, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the movie. I liked the director, but you also need to, obviously, if you're watching it, you need to know that there's a Hollywood spin going on there. Yeah. And I even, I thought it was really interesting and telling to watch, I think it was Rolling Stone did an interview with what's left of that band, of course. Um, and it was kind of had a weird reaction. Like, they didn't like seeing... 
I guess the whole death, like the stab scene being like played out. Right. And like they felt like it was too, I don't know, I guess homoerotic or uh, <laughs> romanticized the whole incident between the two of them, you know? Uh, yeah. But then it would, it, it was weird. It, that was like the feeling that I was getting, but then turn around and was like, Oh, you know, we weren't all about killing people and things like that. You know, like, so they got kind of dismissive of the lore that's behind them. But yeah, I mean, the, the big thing was, uh, uh, it was Euronymous was the one who really made it out to be fucking obviously pre killing right. before he died. Right. Made Ed killing himself like into a, a culty kind of thing instead of yeah. being like, Brand just fucking blew his brains out, you know? Right. It's, it's that whole thing, you know, obviously was kind of a bit of a one. They were all arguing over who were the who was the bigger poser really in the end, as petty as that was. But then you have to think these are kids like they were kids when all this shit happened. Right. And your brain is not fully fucking formed as a right. human being as it is. And obviously a lot of the people, you know, originally of that band clearly had psychological issues. I mean, oh. so you get kids together with psychological issues they're not going to make sound decisions. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. I don't care what the context it's like is. like this podcast, you know? Absolutely. That's <laughs> us right now. You know? Got Isan from Emperor in the same, like, click over here. Like, I'm just going to write in the nice side clips. Fuck you guys. Like, you guys are dorks. <laughs> Absolutely. So we, I, w- I would assume that, you know, some of the bands you've already mentioned are kind of an inspiration behind what you guys are doing in Storm Ruler. What what got you hooked up with your bandmate? What was some of the inspirations? What was kind of your initial, you know, kinmanship, I guess? Funny thing uh, with Jesse and my drummers, I used to buy shit from him when he worked at GC like 12 years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> Before we knew each other. He was my drum guy at GC. And uh, nice. when he left GC, I hadn't seen him in for, or forever. I think he went out to the East Coast and did a lot of touring or something like that. And then... Uh, when he got back or whatever, he started playing in a friend of mine's band, Zymora, who was a black metal band up in St. Louis, oh. and uh, as a hired gun. And then eventually I became a hired gun in Zymora as well. And then he okay. and I linked back up. I'm like, what's up, dude? You know, yeah. we started hanging out and shit again. And fucking, we would hang out in his basement and listen to black metal records and stuff. And Dawn, actually, Slaughter Sun, the record, is what really made Storm Ruler like, a Hell thing yeah. like we were listening to fucking slaughter so we're like man we want to play music like this like nobody <laughs> around ripping black like this and they they need to hell yeah <laughs> so how long have you guys actually been playing together because i know your your album came out toward the end of last year i feel like yeah. like the spring of last year or so but like with covid everything my time's terrible uh i think you announced that you guys were signed on yeah, yeah on your record label napalm you've been jamming like for Two years now, I'd say, because we started writing the record in uh, spring of 2019. We started doing the Zymora shit, or not spring of 2020. I'm sorry, and then I think 2019. That's what it was. All right, we started <laughs> yeah. writing in 2019 spring. We did the, the, the Zymora shit in fall of 2018, but uh, we wrote pretty much the whole record in uh, like February and March of 19. And then, like, sporadically recorded it over the next year and a half. And then finally, we're like, well, we've got all this other material that we want to record. We should probably fucking finish this and get it put out. So we did. And I made the socials in, like, October of 2020. And uh, we didn't even have a band name yet. (laughs) We got all this shit together. And at least the record, uh, 
on our own in like November. And then we're like, well, shit, we should debut it on a black metal promotions, which is a big YouTube channel. Uh-huh. So we get them and they were all, they're all about it. And uh, December 1st, they premiered the album and December 3rd, Napalm was in our emails. That's Hell awesome. yeah, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, I think it was, yeah, I think it was the spring you guys had announced it. Mm-hmm. And just like, it just seemed like so much of this was coming together so quickly. I felt like there was probably a backstory there with the drummer in particular. Like you had to have some other connection with him. Right. Prior. Was so rushed. Like, cause once we, once we released it on our own and then Napalm got a hold of us, they're like, well, we want to do this. Uh, we want to put it out, but we need to like start doing stuff now. I'm like, okay. We're like, well, we're going to aim for May, but we need everything for the record turned in by February. So we're like, shit, now we got a month and a half to, get a music video together to get like yeah. a website together and fucking get like the shipping stuff together. Yeah. You know, and so was this kind of like the criteria that they had put out for you guys to do these deadlines to meet, or yeah. you just kind of knew yeah. that this was coming down the, the pipeline. A real band together, but also get everything you need for an album cycle to start like album artwork, layouts, gotcha. all the different stuff for like digipack, vinyl posters right. or whatever the fuck. You know, I guess I really don't, you really don't think about how much probably really does go into that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, for sure. Requirements wise. So it was stressful. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I can imagine. I know that that you mentioned the music video, which is Incredible. wild. I love yeah, it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And on Ivan has shot that up here. Oh, wow. Kill. So I was, I was going to ask you, how did that come together? Who produced that? Well, I, I did the old uh, Facebook ad, asked, made a post and said, does anybody know anybody who can, you know, film some shit? And then I yeah. had a handful and I checked out his stuff and it looked awesome. I got a hold of him and we uh, he has like a warehouse out off 270 and we just went out there okay. for like a day and he shot everything on this big projector back screen thing. We fucking got all of our oh, armor. Man. Yeah, it looks so good. That is wild. That's incredible. So with it just being the two of you guys, too, that kind of leads me to how how's the tour going down from an instrumentation standpoint? Are you guys enlisting other people to tour with you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the first tour, we brought Marcus from Fister. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I remember. We had Scott Fogelbach on second guitar with us from Lion's Daughter, and he was going to do this tour with us this time, but he couldn't. So, uh, dude, we've had a whole whole mess of like guitar player issues for this tour yeah <laughs> but uh the two of us yeah i mean we just hire out people off like our friends and shit sure That's cool so you guys got everybody ready to go for this tour yeah yeah we had some crazy guitar problems though man yeah. <laughs> like guy had to bail and then we, i got hooked up with this other guy from another band in st louis that i won't mention and then uh, everything was like going super well. And then one day he's like, well, I got to get my second uh, COVID shot. And I was like, that's cool. He goes, uh, and then the day that he's supposed to get a shot, I'm talking to him. I was like, so, hey, did you get your fax card info? I got to send it over to the tour organizer. And he's like, well, I, I wanted to, but uh, it's been like eight months since I got my first one. And I don't know how effective the second shot's going to be. Oh, I, I see. Where or get you guys sick. And then. Uh, if I die, my mom and my grandma would be fucking oh destroyed. And I was like, on, man. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's All the way like out to Louisville storm. to find another guitar player. <laughs> you Did you so, find another? So you guys got one. You got yeah, one. but yeah, he's got to drive up from Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> Holy shit. And then he's got to ride out to Cali with you guys. Yeah, and then go out to California yeah. with us. <laughs> wow. Well, Louisville's not too terrible to drive. I've done that. But damn, that's still, that's that's a strain, man. Yeah. 
What a trooper. Uh, some of the cons of being a two-piece. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 No, I can understand that totally. You talked about Fister. I want to go in on that because you, you toured with them briefly and filled them on drums, right? Yeah, that was the first, like, really long tour I did. That was 25 days all up the north uh, and then the west coast and southwest. Yeah, so that was kind of a little bit more of regional. And this one that you guys are doing now with Storm Ruler, that's you know that's a legit North American tour. You guys are hopping all over the United States. Like we're going up into Canada for right. four ships twice and then coming out over on the east coast down through like New York and all the right. way down to Florida to Texas. <laughs> yeah, and that's a that's another proponent of this journey that you have to think of passports and all that stuff. Right. You have to have in order and validated and so Hell on and so yeah. forth. And that was another like obstacle in finding a guitar player. It's like one, do you have a felony and do you have a passport? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, you- yeah, yeah. It's funny you don't even think about the felony thing either. Yeah. Too, yeah. You gotta you gotta take that I, in consideration, especially consider crossing that. borders and so on and so forth. Right. And Canada is very strict about some of that. Canada's really strict. That's another struggle we've had on this fucking tour. There's <laughs> a, a bass player issue. He had a DUI from like 2009 that is just, he doesn't know if he can get into Canada right. until we get up to the border. <laughs> so we're going to like get up there and figure it out. And then if he can't, then he's going to play the North America, like the first half. And then right. before we go back in time, we got another bass player like on reserve if we have to. Holy hell, dude. Damn. That's crazy, dude. Now exclusively on YouTube, the Vulgar Display of Podcasts is a show about metal by metalheads. The Vulgar Display of Podcasts does not discriminate. We share a love for any and all kinds of metal. Please do us a favor and like, subscribe, turn on notifications, and share our videos. We appreciate your help and support. For more information and content, check out thewellnessinvestors.com and the Vulgar Display of Podcasts. So talk to me about the dynamic. I know that it's just basically you and the drummer and the band from a songwriting standpoint. You know, bands that I've been in the past has been a little bit more collaborative than that. But, you know, there's been instances it's just me and another person writing or somebody comes in with an idea for a song. Like with it just being the two of you, how's the songwriting process go? Better than I've ever (laughs) experienced. Like, yeah, Broke Neck was great because we all ripped and we, we it was a, like you're just able to sit there and rock out some riffs and make a song. But right. with this stuff, it needs a little more creative methodology. Yeah, yeah you know, method to it. And uh, us both being drummers is a big plus because yeah. we can actually communicate. Right, right. You, you can exactly explain right. something to him, especially when it comes mean. to rhythms. Right. Yeah, like not too many, like the whole too many cooks one kitchen kind of yes. thing. Like. Not so many minds, but like, you know, I really want this guitar part to be included, right. but like, right. it's not that good. You know, I don't, Everybody's we don't want to campaign right. and get their shit in. <laughs> right. It's yeah. just like he and I get to tell each other this part sucks. Yeah. That's and cool. well, that, that, that's, that kind of streamlines the twos in some senses. I will say you can kind of argue it the other way though, too. Like I know I've been in bands with people that aren't comfortable with communicating things. And you yeah. kind of be the elected dick, I guess. <laughs> so, like, that's happened to me routinely in bands. Like, that's always been a problem. Some of my bandmates are, like, not cool with confrontation, but they want whatever this thing is done. And yeah. so handle I've been the person. Me. Yeah. I'm too big of a pussy. Like, this for kicking me. another band member out and that <laughs> right. type of shit. Like, all on me makes me look like the dick. Right. Dude, great. Like, just he and I being able to bang out music together and then being like, 
learn this. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. It's like give it to people like we want you to play with us. We don't want you to yeah. in- put in the input, but here, learn yeah. that. Take our music and learn it. Does your drummer also play guitar? No. No, he kick and picks on a keyboard, but Well, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Hell yeah. All because it gets our interludes done. Like he, he's the one who yeah. does all of our interludes. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And I it, swear to God, I hear a, a didgeridoo in one of your songs, dude. Is that what that is? Dude, I, like I, my jaw hit the floor when I heard that. Oh, it was one yeah. of the yeah, it was, it was the jaw harp. Oh, okay, dude. Yeah, because it did kind of sound like a didgeridoo. At least the frequency like, it was hitting. I was like, what the hell is that I in was that like, song? Yes, when I heard that. Really, like we actually had a jaw harp laying around. We just hopped on him. Oh <laughs> hell yeah, dude. That's All the amazing. other fancy instruments are keys, but sure. Well, there's a lot you can do nowadays too. You know, even compared to whenever I first recorded anything with anybody, I actually right. um, it was myself and Michael Jones. He uh, he had a cousin that lived up in Omaha, Nebraska, and there was like this like kind of old warehouse record promotion type place slash studio that yeah. bands would actually go play, record, demo in there. And mm-hmm. it being Omaha, Nebraska, well, guess who's from a major band, 311. Uh, so yeah. they actually played in there, and that was kind of their famous, their claim to fame, if you will, to draw people in. We get to tell everybody that we played in the same place as 311 mm-hmm. to Hell record. Yeah. But My drummer would love that because he's a huge 311 fan. <laughs> I, I am too, I obviously. Am. Not recent baby. years, but yeah. It, I am not. But it's hilarious being drunk with him. And like down in his basement, he's got a little electric kit set up. And yeah. every now and again, we'll like have a drink or something. He'll be sitting down here and he'll kick on 311. He's like, go try to play that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that drummer is insane. Yeah. Like when Napster blew up and you could, you know, obviously download right. whatever. Right. But there was a big popular thing, at least it was for me and people that I played music with, was try to find drum solos of people. Yeah. And the drummer's drum solo uh, that they had on Napster that was like the most torn, one of the most torrented drum solos. It was him, Tony Royster Jr. And Neil Peart probably. Um, yeah, I believe Neil Peart. Just, you know, kind of the some of the usual suspects as right. far as that's concerned. But you wouldn't be like, oh, the 311 drummers, you know, right. this is Holly sought after drum solo. But yeah, so that's kind of interesting that he's into 311. Uh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. And we don't tell that to everybody. I tell him to keep it to himself when we're out in well, public. Now the whole world knows. And <laughs> I guess we can edit that out, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you guys are signed. Tell us mm-hmm. about the label. Um, got yeah, the whole napalm and they've helped us out significantly. I mean, they hooked us up with uh I shouldn't say they, but they're uh, the artist rep, uh our dude Sebastian, total homie. He's the one who actually <laughs> got us hooked up with uh uh, Maurizio, our manager, and getting hooked up with Maurizio has opened up a world of doors. I mean, that's the reason we got this tour is because of that. Is he kind of managing the tour for all parties involved or just has connections that got you on it? Our manager, but he's also, pardon me if I get this wrong, Mo, and then you listen to this. <laughs> he's like, he partnered with Stephen Malol, who's the president of Continental Touring, who does like most of the big metal tours, like a shitload of them. Oh, nice. And uh, he got us hooked up with Steven as our booking agent. So it's like... Nice. Kind of have an end with it. Right. We like we went out for a couple of grinder tours where they were all right, but doing those is what kind of opened up the door to this. Sure. You, you, you got to put in the, the nasty work before you start getting, you know, the more sought after, if you will. Right. So you're talking about the, de- the de- devastation on the nation tour is what we're talking about. 
tell us about some of the other bands that you're playing with. Are they all on the on your guys's label, various labels? Uh, so the band whose spot we actually took, Wolfheart, they are on Napalm, and they dropped because uh, they're going to be working on their new record, and because of COVID and all that shit, yeah, the kind of scheduling didn't work out. But because they dropped, we got thrown on. So I mean, thanks, Wolfheart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rotting Christ, are they on that tour? Yeah, uh, that the dude, the tour is stacked. Yeah, so they're pretty they're pretty legit in my in my circles. Who is one of my? I mean, I've loved Borgnagar. I've listened to Borg since I was like twelve, <laughs> and uh, so them being on the tour is rad. Got Rotting Christ, uh, Abigail Williams, Ghost Bath, and Vela Nath. That's a pretty serious lineup there. Face Melter. Yeah, you guys are gonna have a, a pretty good turnout. I feel like. Act like all night. <laughs> do you uh do you know like are you well acquainted with any of the venues that you're going to as far as size? Yeah, uh, they, they it varies. I know there's a couple, uh, like thousand cap, twelve hundred cap rooms. Mm-hmm. It might be that, but we're also playing like St. Vitus up in New York, and I think Hell that's yes. dude. St. Vitus is I got I I have to see a show there, and it just looks I've so seen fantastic. Photographs of bands from there. Playing a sold out show there. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I didn't notice that that was one of your sold out dates. Was that oh, wow. St. Vitus? Yeah, St. Vitus is sold out. Uh, which Chicago just sold out. I think Washington's close to selling out. I was talking to Garrett today, Gaston. Yeah. And he at LA uh, either sold out or is about to sell out. Yeah. Uh, Garrett actually, I was messaging him today too. You know, he saw uh, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins at his gym. No. Yeah, you used to watch wrestling, didn't you? I felt like I saw you have a WrestleMania party or something a few years back. I don't go, yeah. So yeah, he had a little uh, celebrity interaction. That's pretty he, wild. He always he always falls into that shit. I swear to God, he. I, uh, I think he met Sasha Banks up in St. Louis, and then he was like the personal trainer for the uh, Reggie guy that's on there now <laughs> on WWE before because he was doing Circus Olay stuff, right? And so the guy that they refer to with the Circus Olay stuff is the guy that Garrett was like the personal trainer for for, for, for a minute. That's pretty wild. I That's believe. sick. For all of my gear nerds out there, they're going to hate me if I don't ask this question. What kind of rig you running on tour? So normally <clears throat> I run my Sovtech MiG 100H uh, clean with my pedal board, which yeah. is a my, my preamp I use is a VHD pedal. Uh, or it's an S and K. It's a VHD uh, model, but it's uh, modeled after the Ampeg VH140. Hell yeah! And fucking crushes. And I usually run two, four, twelve Mesa cabs, but on this tour we're a uh, cab sharing, so we're all running. I think uh, guitar and bass are all full stack four twelve uh, Avatar cabs. Hell yeah! Yeah, you guys are gonna be making some fucking ears bleed with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> won't be lacking any stage sound that's for sure oh hell no also a part of the tour and you kind of mentioned some of it already you know some of the hurdles of touring nowadays especially with covid and everything else you mentioned you know having to have vax records up to date and that sort of stuff is there any other challenges that you're seeing and how perhaps touring's changed for bands that are even apprehensive about getting back out there what's some of the shit that they need to get together before they even consider going on tour when it comes to COVID, I mean, obviously, if you're going to be a touring band, you you need to get vaxxed, have your shit together, because right. it varies state to state. Every day, it's going to be different for you. Right. Uh, when it comes to touring, especially right now, like people are hungry for it because the last two Absolutely. years, 
no one has really been able to go to shows. And if they have, it's been capped or it's all been masked right. up or it's right. been social distance or a number of things. But now it's like, you know, regulations are starting to get lifted right, everything, right. you know, get back to normal. So now most shows are selling out at like it's packed out almost everywhere. I mean, right. The past like week has had sold out shows. I mean, yeah. even today was opening day for the for the Cardinals, and I think <laughs> they sold out, didn't they? Like they said, that was one of the yeah. biggest crowds they've had since COVID, since the pandemic. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, with things opening up, there's there was a lot of pent up demand, of course, and and everybody's kind of what I guess you call the COVID hangover. People are even kind of going above and beyond. Right. Perhaps even what they where they would be seasonally. You know, like one of the worst times to tour as a band is obviously in like the winter time or the trouble times in north america but you guys are going out at a good time as well right yeah it's like it's finally just starting to get nice out but we're also hitting the west coast and getting that pacific northwest hell yeah weather. hell yeah dude you guys are going to probably come across some really great that's another thing to consider when you go on tour too especially if you're going to try and uh you know there's bands that sleep in their vans and things like that to kind of help cut down on costs not get hotel rooms or whatever the case is like, you know, this is that time of the year. If you're going to be pinching pennies, you can, too. Yeah, yeah, you can get away yeah. with it. Yeah, we actually talked about it. We're like, we might sleep in the van a night or two. We'll probably get hotels. But it's yeah. if it's nice enough, fuck it, let's do it. Hell yeah, might as well. I want to talk to you more specifically about the record as well, Under the Burning Eclipse, that you just put that out at the end of last year, I think. Uh, about the mid, it came out in uh, May, May of last year. May of last year, okay. I had that wrong. But... Hell, I checked you guys, you know, I, I try to do like a little stat check on everybody too, you know, and see where they're at. I mean, the record's not uh, clo- almost a year, I guess, now then, but you guys are getting a yeah, lot of attention online. I mean, there's tons, tons of critical reviews for you guys online. Like you guys are getting some really good exposure. Would you credit that to like the record label? Pretty good in that exposure. Yeah, it's definitely a PR blast from, uh, from Napalm and... Uh, just luck of the draw. I mean, we got on Metal Sucks' top 10 list last year, which yeah, was fucking right. I know. That was amazing, dude. We had a write-up in Metal Hammer, which was awesome. We got a 9 out of 10, I think. Hell Damn. yes, dude. Hell yeah. I, I mean, I've just been loving every time you share something. I don't probably get on and look at other people's stuff as much, you know, as I could or right. whatever. But, like, I'm always noticing your stuff, man. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm noticing like every time you, sh- you share something, you know, somebody's reviewed you guys' work or whatever the case is. It's just been absolutely stellar. I mean, I'm biased and I consider us good acquaintances. Yeah. And so I'm going to give you a chance anyways right. as it is. But I mean, I really, if I didn't know you, I would, this is a fantastic record. Oh yeah, hands down. You've a lot of people, they who are my friends that actually, it's like there's a lot of good albums coming out. And <laughs> it's like, dude, if we weren't friends, I would still probably listen to your record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's that's kind of some of the highest compliments you can get, especially from fellow musicians as well. Right. You know, it's just, I mean, there's just a lot of good stuff going on in this record. I think we talked a little bit about how long it took you to get it together too. Really, two months, and then we polished it for like a year like here and there we would polish some wrists or something yeah the generally all nine tracks all nine actual songs not 19 right, right. not your the interludes and what have you two months of february of march 2019 wow went what down you- there and like, <laughs> I, I like either i would have like this mouth riff on my phone or he wouldn't like like try to transpose that to guitar that's hilarious just build off of that that's awesome. Oh man, that is hilarious. Where did you guys record the record at? 
uh, we actually did most of it ourselves. We recorded the drums, uh, bass, and vocals at Jesse's, my drummers, mm -hmm. and the guitars at uh, Dreethus from Zymore, actually the dude whose band we got linked up in. Awesome. Also, Dreethus mixed it. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Who mixed it? Yeah, Dreethus. We, uh, we recorded most of it. He mixed most of it. Turned out pretty well. Incredible it's, it sounds yeah it's it sounds mixed fantastic. well it's it's great yeah i i can't say enough good things about it and like i said like i said earlier in the talk sometimes the genre gets a bad rap give it a chance like that's kind of a part of this show's mission statement as we try to if you're really a musician you give any genre Dude, like, a chance. <clears throat> black metal when written like that or like bands like emperor and dissection and stuff when you when they write black metal like that <clears throat> it's it becomes a musician's band like musicians should listen to that because you can fucking learn something right absolutely like i've the, what what was kind of popular on youtube for me it might it might still yet be is they'll take like classically trained musicians like jazz or fusion artists or uh, classical piano whatever the case is or even they'll do even do vocal people sometimes they'll sit them down and have them listen to something out of out outer worldly to what the, they're usually accustomed to. So let's say, for example, they'll they'll play a death metal song or whatever the case is to them, and they'll have them sit in that sit there and pick out the instrumentation and stuff. And I swear to God, like nine times out of ten, the comments that are made, like the person ends up falling in love with whatever right. that genre is. Yeah. Not to brag on black metal, but nine times out of ten, it's black metal that they fall in love. With. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. So what do you guys got playing next? Do you guys got another record, another record ideas in the works, other songs in the works? What's kind of the agenda after the tour? This is uh, breaking news for anyone who listens to the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. We actually already recorded it. We recorded it in February with Gabe Ussery. Nice. Hell yeah. Gabe's solid dude. Right, encapsulated. Hell yeah. Dude, yes. But uh, yeah, we've already got the record pretty much done. I'm going in next week to knock out like a couple acoustic things. And then... uh. When we okay. get back from tour, we're going to start the release cycle, which we got to turn everything in, I think, like June. So, Damn, dude. You are, you are slaying it, son. <laughs> yeah, so October is going to be the release. Not going to give the exact date, just in case anyone actually listens. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Well, yeah. you know, it'd be kind of cool for a black metal band to put out an album on Halloween. Yeah. That's what I would, I would shoot for if I was one. It's better than summer. We got placed in May last last year. We're like, eh, we want to get it out. Summertime's not necessarily black metal music, yeah, but right. black Again, metal. that's another thing that people don't think about, too, whenever you're in the band and you're releasing albums and you're on the label. Yeah, I would never. Timing of albums. Right. What sells when. They've got all those metrics. Dude, we almost house. missed our window to actually release this year. We almost had to wait till next year. Oh, shit have another cool tour later this year it worked out so yeah it's so another thing that in store another cool tour this year hell yeah dude well we talked about it of course but we want to bring you back on to after the tour is over with so you can touch base with you see how it went hell yeah and see what you can announce at that time perhaps as to what you got going on uh before i get you off of here Anything else going on with Storm Ruler we need to know about? You guys got merch or anything like that? We just placed the biggest merch order we've ever placed <laughs> before this tour. Hell yeah. Spent some fucking money on some shit this one, but we got a sick new long sleeve we're about to put out. Hell yeah. I'm 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 in on that long sleeve game market. Hell so. yeah. 
Size large. No, Just let me know that. when you're ready. <laughs> now, is that on your website? Is that where people are going to be able to find almost of your merch? Yeah, stormroller.net. .net because Jesse wanted it to be .net. Something oh, yeah. different, man. Stand out, you know? I guess. He's like, it needs to be .net. I was like, why? <laughs> Did he give you an explanation why? For like, first, like, months of us having the album out and, like, promoting the website and the record and shit, I kept typing stormroller.com. <laughs> and sending people to the wrong. <laughs> That's hilarious. Her That's... merch link isn't working. <laughs> That's like pornnub.com. I do that one a lot. <laughs> pornnub? Pornnub. That <laughs> yeah, right? God. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get your porn and your black metal sites right, guys. <laughs> this is a PSA now. All right. <laughs> we talked about some of the, I alluded to the fact, let's put it this way, that you had some other projects and things that you were involved with. I know that you got Bastard, too, so I, I got to ask you about Bastard before oh, I get yeah, you off. We got to talk about Bastard. Big fan. Big fan. I'm into Batman. I'm wearing a Bastard shirt right now, actually. Oh, yeah. oh shit. Oh. Yeah, you are. <laughs> My vision's terrible, so I'm, you have to spell everything out for me. I've got grandpa glasses over here. <laughs> so talk to me about Bastard. I know that's a different approach for you musically. You're, you're playing drums in that, right? Yeah, that's uh, my drum outlet, which every other band besides Stormwater is a drum outlet. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> Bastard just put out a record called Rotten Blood uh, last month. And uh, it's been a hell of a fucking thing, man. Bastard's, even before I joined Bastard, I loved Bastard. It was mm. my favorite band. They were like going to hang it up. I started talking to Scott, the guitar player from Lion's Daughter and Bastard. And he's like, well, you know, might break up the band, but if you got some riffs and shit, let's, you know, we can throw some stuff back and forth. And I was like, well, I'm going on tour with Fister, but when I get back... <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Rock and roll, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. And are you still doing the Broke Necks stuff when you can? Here and there, yeah. Uh, not really, full-time, but, right. uh, like, I'll jam with them down there. It's like, we they want to go do a show or something, we'll go do a show. Some acoustic yeah. stuff. Well, those, those guys are solid dudes. Anything else musically you got yeah. in the works? I've got Harkonnen. That just released another record in February, I think it was. Hell yeah. And then I'm doing drums for a band called Chornobog, who's a, a Ukrainian band, actually. Oh, yeah. wow. Nice. Uh, yeah. Lives over here. I'm going up to Washington June 30th through July 1st to play Northwest Terror Fest. And then we're doing Fire in the Mountains out in uh, Wyoming. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm them down in Atlanta. Nice. And- nice. Hell yeah. Dude, you're going to be busy, my brother. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Venom's the shit, dude. I, I, dude, that's going to be an amazing experience for you. I'm so happy for you, dude. Yeah. So tell us where people can get with Storm Ruler on social media, all that fun stuff. RLs. We got Facebook.com slash Storm Ruler Official, Instagram.com slash Storm Ruler Official, <laughs> Storm Ruler.net. There you and go. Then, uh, I think that's it. We don't do the Twitter thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I noticed that, but I, your record label is on Twitter. Not so. only that, Storm Ruler Official is a very popular hashtag on Twitter. Yeah, I that today. So Yeah, so we you were tagging, uh, teasing you you're going to be on the show and came across that information as well. So you guys are getting some exposure out there even though you don't got an account. Dude, we can't say anything yet, but we may have just confirmed one of the coolest fucking things ever uh, like two days ago. So. Oh, so maybe, yeah. a, maybe a post tour. Post tour exclusive here, maybe. Hell yeah, <laughs> man! It's been a pleasure catching up with you today. Absolutely, dude. I'm, Miss you. I'm so happy for you, man. I can't say enough good things. I think 
we first, I, I think I first met you like way back in the day, like I want to say 2009 ish. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you played at Long Hall, Long Hall area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I met you through like uh, Ridge or Tyler or Brian Elworth at the time. Yeah, that's that's probably right. It, it probably that was Ridge. When I started really coming around, and I was riffing with Tyler at the time, and okay. obviously Tyler's friends with everybody in that circle. So right, right, yeah. It's, but I I got to talk to you a little bit more and get to know you a little bit better because we you know did the Irish band stuff. Yeah, whatever. we started doing the Casey stuff. Right. Then, like, whenever you started doing some more stuff up in St. Louis, you know, and and playing up there, man, you just, uh, you took off. Snowball. You're an excellent musician. You deserve it. Yeah, yeah, I can't say enough. So Definitely appreciate you coming on the show and talking Storm Ruler with us and all your other projects. That was awesome. 100 podcast episodes I've done, so. Hell yeah, man. Better That's a huge compliment. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it, dude. (laughs) We're going to be playing the storm ruler tracks on the podcast today that we mentioned earlier. So stick toward the end for a nice, tasty, long treat specifically. Uh, All right. Yeah. I didn't uh, skimp on the, uh, the short songs. I gave you some long ones. Hell yeah, dude. That's <laughs> fine yeah. with me, man. Absolutely. Uh, how are you deemed fit? Hey, this is, this is how we do things here. We are all about pushing other people. Right. We want to be a platform, platform, a springboard, if you will, for everybody else. I know how hard it is to, and we're getting things off the ground here. We got a lot of exposure going on as well. So even if we bring in extra ticket sale here or there, I, ho- I hope we bring you something. Yeah, absolutely. Because you deserve some more viewers too. Fuck. I mean, hell yeah. Hell yeah. This is a collab. Yep. Everybody's helping everybody out here. You be safe on tour and we appreciate it. Later, boys. sticking with us everybody we'd like to thank the ruler of storms and the ruler of our hearts <laughs> mr jason asbury the teen heartthrob absolutely it was a good time discussing with him what storm ruler has in the works excited about him going on tour always like seeing people in this area going out achieving their dreams doing right. great things absolutely yeah um i always really enjoy you know especially guys that i've played shows with or perhaps even played music with in particular, you know, I guess it's kind of a bias, but I love hearing these guys going out and living their dreams. Yeah.
please go check out Storm Ruler. They have a Bandcamp page. And they're going the on tour. I mean, and St. Louis based. Them, so right? if you're in the area, there will be chances to see them. But they're also playing elsewhere. So support. We've got friends all over the United States that listen to this podcast. Check out their tour dates. Check them out, especially if you like heavy music. There's something there to like for everybody. We also want to thank, since last week we did a retro drop, Mr. Jake Jackson from being on the show. Got some good feedback on Jake being on the show. Got, got a lot, lot of friends. I learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that discussion. was a great episode. Absolutely. <laughs> so thank you, Jake. Thank yeah. you, Amber. And Jake, uh, he Jake's actually at the Charlotte Hornets game right now oh, as we wow. record. He actually went out to Charlotte, sent me some pics there. That's crazy. Told him to get me a LaMelo Ball there you go. signed jersey. Yeah, hell yeah. He said he's trying to scout out a Muggsy Bogues one. Get a little, get a little swindly action yeah, going on. for sure. So we got some good feedback on Jake. Uh, Jake's episode is already our fourth most streamed and downloaded episode. So, and he's only been in on our feed for a couple weeks here. So that's pretty promising. Yeah, thanks good. Jake. Awesome, man. Jake popped us a little bit of a number there. <laughs> and we also would like to thank anybody that checked out the classic segment. It's always kind of an interesting little time capsule to jump back into and hear those old segments that we did back in the day on the original show run. Right. I kind of jokingly said on my social media that, Hey, you know, check out, Josh and I over 10 years ago <laughs> saying absolutely nothing with the most amount of words. <laughs> I had some people message me nonsense. like that. It was the most fucking hilarious thing I ever saw. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to be critical of yourself whenever you listen back on things like that. Yeah, you know, I made myself cringe. We, uh, you know, we could have gotten the weeds a little bit more, but we yeah. were the, you know, the intent back in the day was just to kind of, you know, bring to light these discussion topics, well, if you will, or these controversies. We'll, so. we'll revisit that topic. But yeah, we'll definitely do a, a an more, educational, yeah, a more <laughs> educational approach, but still keep it entertaining going forward. But uh, we might have to do a deeper dive on that mobile leprechaun situation <laughs> and do a follow up. Maybe actually, call some like, of the people down. I'll there. be hundred percent honest with you. I completely forgot about that until I heard it in the podcast. Yeah, and then I immediately went to YouTube and rewatched right. all the videos. So. Yeah, that was definitely I nice. forgot all about the Bigfoot thing. Yeah. And when, and I remember when the Bigfoot thing actually happened because we they, were living together at the time and yeah. we were freaking out about it and we were like in the annals of the internet trying to like, there's no way this is real. And, yeah. you know, Bigfoot's real, baby. Within a week <laughs> after of that report and that original sighting, those videos and stuff, that these guys had it in their deep freeze and all that. Right. We, you know, they they came to, and I think they did something like a special on ABC to actually reveal all yeah, their trade I think, secrets. I want to say like a major media outlet actually like went to the property, and right? Was like there for to do, and a they reveal. were just like, yeah, this is how we did it. And it was like it was so odd, yeah, that they were just kind of proud, yeah, of how Hopes. they did it, right? And yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, anyway. <laughs> but anywho, yeah, it's always great to go back and, and look at those old episodes and just see kind of where even we were at those times. You know, I was 22-ish, I guess, whenever we yeah. first did those podcasts. And there's things that it brings back to light that you don't remember or recall. We also want to talk about what we have going on next week. Next week, we have my good childhood friend, Brian Jones, on the show, Jesus Rose, doing the R&B thing out in California. We've been talking about this here and there for weeks. We're really excited to have him on here. He's got, he's very intelligent. He's pretty much experienced life in all of its facets, had a rough childhood, raised by a single mother. Him and his brothers are all successes. And I think it's really going to be an amazing conversation. Should be a good story. And he's more like a little brother than me, than a friend. I mean, really. you're coming from rural Missouri to... 
you know, the West Coast, Absolutely. big city, L.A., so and, it should be an interesting. And he's done big things, you know, as far as his credentials are concerned, uh, and I wouldn't be able to do it justice. He'll be doing that for us next week. But, you know, he opened up for Bone Thugs and Harmony up Damn. in St. Louis I didn't know about that. six, seven years ago. Yeah. Good for him. He's kind of done it all. That's old really. school, baby. So, yeah, he's definitely <laughs> got some serious and legit credentials and done a little modeling, done uh, show and club promotions, guest sets. You know, people will hire him out to do stuff. I mean, he's, he's really just excited. multi-talented. The guy can do everything. Yeah, it'd be cool to have him on. I'm excited. So we'll be having Jesus Rose on the episode next week, and we actually got a lot of cool things in the works, so please stick with the show. I don't want to announce too many things out in advance just in case you know how life is right now and how crazy it can be for everybody. But uh, after Brian Jones, we've, we're going to do a little bit of our talk in the occult. We're going to talk about the don't Jonestown cry, incident. Jonestown? Is it Jonestown? Yes, it is Jonestown. <laughs> we are God. going to talk about the Jonestown incident. <laughs> And Mr. Jim Jones. There we go. Don't cry, mother. Drink the Kool-Aid. It's going to be okay. Yeah. So, and we may have a little bit of the death tape interlaced in there, so it's not going to be for the fate of heart, just kind of a forewarning. Right. But uh, we're going to invite our buddy Ridge on the show to check that out. And Ridge is uh, big into cults, that sort of stuff, you know, secret societies like we are. And an avid listener and follower of those sorts of things. So the he'll baby be face a, his brother. The babyface Jake Jackson's older brother. So we gotta keep it in the family. We gotta keep it in the family. You know, that's how we do it here <laughs> in Southeast Missouri. You guys can hear us and follow us in several places now. We are everywhere on social media. We're everywhere where you get your lovely, lovely and juicy, juicy audio content now. We I mean, really I, appreciate all the likes I think and we're follows. We're literally everywhere now. Yes, we are literally everywhere. <laughs> and probably in an annoying fashion at this point. So, you know, if, if you're not too annoyed with us, we appreciate that too. So we'll just make that mention right now. So we want you guys to check out Storm Ruler on their Instagram account. You can follow them on social media as well as Facebook. Their Instagram account is at Storm Ruler Official on IG. Their Facebook is facebook.com backslash Storm Ruler Official. Those contacts again are at Storm Ruler Official on Instagram. On Facebook, facebook.com backslash stormrulerofficial. You can also get Storm Rulers music on Bandcamp. This is the place to check them out. Bandcamp is one of the best places for artists. They do their no-fee Fridays for bands where the musicians get even a larger cut of their money direct in their pocket. So go to Bandcamp and check out Storm Ruler. If you like Storm Ruler, then you may be able to find other bands that you like similar to them, similar artists. They're on a record label, Napalm Records. They've got several artists on that label, and you can get to everything through Bandcamp itself. We're going to be signing off today, and at the close of the show, we're going to have a full-length Storm Ruler song for you, so please set tight for that. We've been playing Storm Ruler throughout the breaks today, so hopefully it's provided that a la carte that Josh teased at the open of the show oh, yeah. for everybody. For this week... I'm Barrett at Barry Insane on IG and Twitter. And I'm Josh, the OGW on Twitter and underscore Joshua Welch on Instagram. And for this week, we're out of time. Until next time, guys, here's Storm Rule.
Hey, this is Josh from ATI Podcast. For show updates and news about the podcast, follow us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast 22 on Twitter at podcast underscore ATI, on Instagram at ATI Podcast, on TikTok at ATI Podcast. DMs are always welcome. Have a question for the show? You can always email us at atipodcastquestions at gmail.com. Stay safe out there. This is Barrett from the ATI Podcast. Each week, Josh and I discuss current events, pop culture, music, TV, movies, politics, sports. Nothing is out of bounds. You can also tune in to learn about rising artists, small businesses, whether it's music, graphic design, filmmaking, or even a brick-and-mortar mom-and-pop shop. We will be spotlighting folks and their endeavors. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Anchor, or anywhere you enjoy your podcasts. Just search ATI Podcasts. We would like to thank you for your continued support. And as always, please stay safe out there.